Thanks, thanks, Tim. I haven't, hope you haven't raised expectations too high for this testimony today. It's just my story, but I am, I am really privileged to be able to share my story of how God has been in my life with you today. Um, at 27 years old, I thought I had everything that would ever make me happy. Nice wife, nice house, nice kids, nice job. Everything was just rolling along the way it was supposed to. But inside, may have looked perfect on the outside, but inside it was anything but that. I was insecure, I was anxious, I was afraid of what was coming next in life. There was just something missing that I couldn't figure out what it was, and I couldn't get it. So I tried, uh, this was after all the 1980s, and physical fitness was the rage, and so I thought, well, maybe if I get a little more physically fit, I'll feel better. These feelings will, will go away. So I got a little more fit, but the feelings certainly didn't go away. And then I thought, well, maybe it's my job. That's what's making me insecure. So I took a job with state government in New Jersey that moved us, moved us up here. <clears throat> and that was fine, but my feelings of insecurity and anxiety certainly didn't go away. But we did start attending a little uh, Presbyterian church over here in Holland. And uh, Karen and I uh, got involved in a Thursday night Bible group. We were kind of the new young, the young couple, the, the new blood there. And we uh, studied the Bible for a while with those good folks, learned a lot of stuff, um, learned a lot of the scriptures. But m what impressed me the most, what impacted me the most of that time was the people that seemed to know the Bible also seemed to have a peace and a contentment and a security about their lives that I didn't have, and, and that's what I wanted. So that went on, but nobody ever uh, asked us if we were Christians. Nobody ever invited us to become Christians. So one morning uh, in the spring of 1988, driving down Sycamore Street in Newtown, I used to listen to Christian radio at the time, heard uh, Chuck Smith, who started all the Calvary chapels, come on the radio and said, there's five things God wants you to know, well, maybe four. You're a sinner, the penalty is death, Jesus paid your price. You can be rescued from the penalty of your sin by believing that what Jesus did on the cross, he did for you. Yes, I'm a car conversion, I did that right in my car, driving down Sycamore Street, <laughs> I believed that Jesus died for me. Put my hands on the ceiling of my car and I said, God, I don't know what just happened, but I had the strongest feeling that my life was never going to be the same after that. And it wasn't. It hasn't been. I can tell you that. So came home, told my wife that believing in Jesus is the only requirement of going to heaven. She looked at me like I had three green heads. She was raised more of in a works uh, environment. But she saw in me the changes over the next couple of years of contentment and uh, peace and all that. And three years later, she put her trust in Christ as well. So life went on. Uh, four kids in five years, we were busy, we were rocking, and all was going along fine until um, our son, who was 17 years old, uh, got depressed and in, uh, in 2003 took his life. Up till then, uh, things were, were pretty much going as we expected. And I thought to myself, this doesn't happen to people like us, but you know what? It did. It happened to us. Fortunately, God had seen fit to uh, prepare us, I think, for this event. Two, two things I did 
I did a lot of things wrong in those days, but two things I did well, and I'm glad, is I learned the word. I got to know the God of the Bible by learning the Bible. I memorized the Bible, I studied the Bible, I tried to apply the Bible. The other thing we did right was we immersed ourselves in a local church body. And we and our kids were here for everything and anything. Summer camp, mission trips, you name it, we were here. And God knew we would need those two things to get through the trials in our lives that uh, would come and have come and have come. So when our son died, the scriptures were of immense um, comfort to me. And God had specifically prepared me by um, putting before me, just before then, the scriptures that encouraged us to live our lives now with an eternal perspective. Colossians 3, 1 and 2, since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, uh, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ. So just before our son died, went into that whole thing, just immersed in this whole idea of living for eternity, that there's more to our existence than, than the 17 or the 90 years that we're on this earth. And I think that that perspective is what allowed me to survive that event in our lives. And the other thing was our church family was over the top, out of control, loving and supporting of us through that time. We went away for a week. We came back. Our upstairs was carpeted. The holes our son had put in his walls over the years were repaired. People brought us meals. People stayed at our house. People slept at our house for, for two or three weeks. People just put their lives on hold to care for us. And it was of immeasurable, immeasurable need in our lives at that time. So we're thankful for that. So that was hard. That was a hard one. And then in 2014, I got cancer. I had pretty bad cancer, as you know. Stage four, brain, lungs, and liver cancer. Wasn't looking too good for my survival, but God had God went before me and had also given me a scripture from Ephesians 3.20. Um, God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. So that was the thought. That was my theme going through that illness it was that. And the other one was uh, from Romans 6. If we have been united with him in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. Certainly, Lord, will I certainly be united with you forever? And those thoughts and those truths um, convinced me that no matter what happened with my cancer, my story would end well because of Jesus being in my life. And once again, our church body was just phenomenal uh, in our lives, caring for us in so many ways. We had to eventually tell people, please stop bringing us food. It was going on for 60 days, and we just, people were just over the top caring for us. So just, we were just so, so thankful for those things. And um, looking back, I'm so glad that God had prepared us for those things by knowing him and had brought us to this church and had seen the love of Christ uh, lived out 
in the lives of people in this world. So that's uh, my story. Um, I just had a, just a word that um, God's been with us so far and we fully have confidence he will be in the future and we would uh, consider your prayers as many of you know. We will be uh, moving to Tennessee this spring. We bought a house there. We have two children and three grandchildren there and we will be moving to be with them. I have uh, reluctantly, very reluctantly submitted my resignation to the elder council effective April 3rd. So um, you'll see us this spring. We'll be back and forth, but uh, late May or early June, we will be headed to Tennessee and we'll miss you all. Um, so to summarize all of these things, as, as John Newton said, I am a great sinner and Jesus is a great savior. Thank you.